Welcome to the Table of Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual actually shows their life decisions and response to life itself and all it entails. Today, I will be your host, Bueller, and I will be covering a book called A Game Ranger Remembers by Bruce Bryden. We'll get straight into it right after the first song, so please enjoy. Thank you. 
a game ranger remembers. The way that I actually stumbled on this book was kind of interesting. Um, it was actually um, donated to the school that I work at, and um, I had picked it up in consideration of an educator that I wanted to to show it to. And she ended up reading it and enjoying it thoroughly. And after her um, her elaboration on what the book was about, I really actually couldn't miss the opportunity to read it. So as it says on, on or rather as it states in the back of the book. Um, there are only two great certainties in a game ranger's career. The first is that you will never be well off. The second and best by far is that you will do things that most other people only get to dream about. And actually in the prologue or the foreword, um, the author goes into, uh, I guess, a, a bit of how that kind of looks in his situation. What it is is a collection of stories about the life of a bushfield conser uh, conservationist as it is lived at the ground level by the elite band of men and women who guard the Kruger National Park at the cost of much sweat and not infrequently quite a bit of blood. Bruce Bryden's tales of 27 years in the service of our most famous parks make a gripping and entertaining read, abounding with encounters with an elephant, lion, buffalo, leopard, rhino, with a darting for research, managing culling uh, operations by helicopter or stalking on foot. In the best tradition of bushfield stories, there is a great deal of shooting and a fair amount of running away. There are meetings with extraordinary characters among the rangers, memorable gatherings, hilarious mishaps, and narrow escapes, and throughout a great love and respect for both the wilderness and the creatures that inhibit it. Bruce Biden was actually born in Johannesburg and was awarded a Bachelor of Science degree uh, from the University of Witwatersrand, which we know as WITS. Um, followed by honors in wildlife management at Pretoria University. In 1971, he started his career in Kruger National Park as a graduate assistant biologist. He progressed through the ranks as a ranger, district ranger, park warden of the Kruger National Park from 1977 to, to 1980, and regional ranger to become chief ranger um, in 1983. In the meantime, he managed to successfully complete his master's in wildlife management in 1976. He became head of conservation support services and held various different positions until his retirement in May 2001. Since then, he and his wife Helena have been living in Nesna. They have two children, Annie, now married to Glenn, Stoffy to the family, and Robert, and a grandson named Bryden. So that's just a little bit of who the author is and what the book is about. Um, as I started reading it, right in the front of the book, uh, there's an interesting, uh, I guess, uh, an addressal from the author. And it says, to conservation officers and their wives, dead or alive, it was great being part of the team. And I think that as a whole, or rather as an outsider that you can observe, there's quite an intricate uh, relationship that is created uh, when you're actually working in this field, because you're out in the wild, the few people that are actually with you become more than family, really. They become intertwined in your existence, I, I, I suspect. And um, I'm going to read a little bit from the foreword, uh, because in the first chapter of how it all began, you'll find out one of the first intriguing stories at the age of eight, where um, Mr. Bruce actually began his journey of conservation as he endeavored with his opa. In South Africa, we call a grandfather an opa. And he basically taught him everything when it came to uh, culling an animal or riding a horse and being um, nifty out in the wild. All of that happened 
when he spent most of his time with his grandfather. Um, so on the foreword, on page one, it says that I spent 30 of my best years from 1971 to 2001 as a nature conservation officer with South African National Parks. Of these, all but three were devoted to the Kruger National Park, that great and justly famous sanctuary for the animals of Southern Africa that have been so grievously sinned against by mankind. The retreat of the game herds and shrinking of their habitats is a matter beyond pity or regret. In the end, as it is everywhere in the world, it is part of a greater cycle of change that is driven by the struggle for resources, not unmixed, of course, with depredations, uh, inspired by sheer greed and compounded by silly or short-sighted actions. And inevitably, the animals have lost so that they have become prisoners in the land where they were once um, teamed in great numbers, almost wherever the eye could see. But game reserves like the Kruger National Park and many others have ensured that although a relatively pristine South Af Southern Africa has disappeared, most likely forever, most of the felt creatures in all their enormous diversity have survived. Although there have been a few grievous losses along the way, among them the blowbok, the black-maned uh, cape lion, although he says it doesn't really, uh, he doesn't really believe that it was a different species from our common lion, and perhaps the quacha. The quacha might still be dragged back from oblivion by rebreeding programs um, that are currently in progress. But generally speaking, the species might have absolutely been uh, gone forever. This is primarily why game reserves exist. It is not the only reason. They are invaluable to scientific research, for example, and can make significant contributions towards social upliftment by the way of direct employment or indirect employment as a result of tourism. But at the end of the day, they are first and foremost safe havens for the first people of the bushveld and open-air classrooms wherever human beings can renew the ancient interaction between man and animal that has progressively disappeared in increasingly overpopulated and technologically advanced world. This is why I said that I had devoted, quote-unquote, almost my, all my career to the Kruger National Park. Dedicated game rangers do not, frankly, gain any noteworthy material reward from their arduous, usually underfunded and frequently dangerous work. But when the time comes for them to hang up their well-worn boots, they have the satisfaction of knowing that although they might not be remembered by name to future generations, those generations will reap the benefit of their efforts. When I became chief ranger in 1983, the Kruger National Park was on the threshold of an immensely significant period in its history. It was then almost a century old, and it had developed into a state that would have surprised the pioneers like James Stevenson Hamilton and Harry Volthuter, um, who had nursed it to life and guided it through perilous infancy to the beginning of more enlightened times. When the park was proclaimed by President Paul Kruger, attitudes towards wild animals were still based on very literal interpretations of the biblical injunction that God had given man dominion over the birds of the air and the fishes of the sea. By the time the pioneers bowed out the world, was coming to realize that such dominion meant not the conferral of license to plunder, but the assumption of great and noble responsibility. Now, at the dawn of 1980s, the Kruger National Park was about to go through another great, if vastly different, transition period, a time of immense social and political change, protected by civil warfare, widespread population movement and great want. We were lucky enough to be the midwives during that period. I say we because the hands of many men and women contributed to the task. 
They came from a variety of backgrounds, walks of life and cultures. Some were black, some were white, some between them worshipped a variety of different deities and spoke half a dozen different languages. A few went bad in the process and betrayed their trust. Most of them did not. And when they retired, they handed their successors a going and even a flourishing concern. So he goes on to say that in um, those 27 years in the Kruger National Park, um, it says that I served at every level, starting as a humble but rather grandiosely titled postgraduate assistant biologist and working my way up to ranger, chief ranger and finally senior manager. Conservation support services. Every step up the ladder exposed me to new experiences and new insights, all gained the hard way so that my personal conservation ethic was in a constant state of development and maturation as I did things under my own steam and benefited from the influence and mentoring of various individuals I encountered or worked with. Formal education is a part, a vital part rather, of the modern game ranger's professional repertoire, but book knowledge is useless <laughs> without a sound leavening of experience, both personal and the kind that can only be gained by listening to the wiser than yourself. I wrote this book partly at the urging of various friends and colleagues. I might not have undertaken the task except that so many of my contemporaries and near contemporaries had promised to do the same, but had never actually got around to the task. To me, it has always seemed such a terrible waste that those life experiences an enormously varied and often unique body of knowledge should be allowed to simply evaporate instead of being shared with people not fortunate enough to have acquired them. So I decided to spend a year writing down some of my memories. Readers who expect a solemn dissertation on conservation in Southern Africa and my scientific contribution to it will be disappointed, as will those who approach the whole subject of game conservation in more or less the same spirit as a devout churchgoer attending early morning mass. There are enough books around like that. What I've ended up with is a collection of stories, spiced with a few philosophical reflections, but only a few, I promise, that will give my readers a taste of the Bushveld conservationist lifestyle, as it is lived at the ground level by that elite band of men of, and women who actually guard our game at the cost of much sweat and not infrequently quite a bit of blood. So as we um, just go through the, the foreword, you can kind of see the, the direction that the author had um, begun his writing. And after the second song, we'll actually go into um, one of his experiences that he had as a young child having to uh, do his first culling. And um, so do enjoy the second song and we will be back shortly. <laughs> Cry, no more cry, cry skin with a vibe, new vibe from the side, by the grace we alive, no soul would deny, my spirit on the last, he's the king for my life, he made me strong when I'm free, I will preach for my king, I will save all my life, I will die for the gospel, I'm alive by the king, grace, grace, get my life song, grace, grace, get me new song. No my words, no my power By the grace of my life, I'm never gon' bust I'm putting my life on the line Risking my life for the Lord No time to choose side I, I. But the devil came with the two side I kept the faith with the vibe Yeah, I keep it real with my time Yeah, I ain't losing anymore Winning, winning, it's my time 
Hakuna hakuna matata Praying for grace for my brothers Praying for love for my sisters Mothers and fathers Feeling so high we made it Feeling so blessed I made it Cry is the reason why I did it Feeding the soul with a king song Killing my pride for the new joy Praying for peace for my heart I never go die, never go die Yeah, yeah I came with a mantle Full of grace from the most high My life is a statement I never go fail My God is the greatest and nothing go stand against me Oh Lord, it's a new vibe In love with the rest and it's too raw like a siren In love with the people you created and feel I gave you my life, I know that you feel me I'm calling your name, I know that you hear me I gave you my all, I gave you my life Yeah, I'm feeling so blessed I'm feeling so blessed I know that I'm free, I know that I'm free, yeah Selling my soul anymore. God is the greatest, the King of Kings. I'm a child of a King, the Mighty God. Yeah. Sad. Switch. Wow. Switch. So, how it began with A Game Ranger Remembers. Um, the author goes on to kind of go into a little bit of how he had experienced life on the farm, um, having lived fairly close to his grandfather, only four kilometers away. And he often had gone um, to his grandfather's house after having a, a hearty breakfast, breakfast at home, rather. Um, he would then go over to his grandfather's house and have second breakfast. Um, and then... He kind of elaborated into how his training began by living um, basically through his grandfather's footsteps. And he said on, so he goes on in page four, observing Opa's spring book provided me with some of my earliest lessons about the behavior of game. One of the things I learned was that when Springbok are under pressure, they tend to pronk bounding up in the air up to six times in succession. Yet, although it was nothing for a pronk to take the buck a couple of feet off the ground, they never used their agility to jump over fences. I have never seen springbok clear fences. They prefer to crawl through under the lowest strand of wire. I also received my introduction to problem animals, a reoccurring headache in my later professional career in the shape of two springbok rams that... Um, that regularly broke out of the game camp and proceeded to make a nuisance of themselves. The Rams were also the unwitting authors of the great moment of anguish I had suffered up to then, but which I was to experience again and again later in life. The school holidays were on and as usual I was on the farm when the Rams pulled off another escape and Opa instructed me to chase them back into the game camp, or failing that, to kill them. Happily, I climbed into the side saddle and Mary and I, Mary being his horse, um, had set off on the latest of our many expeditions. It was not long before we caught up with the miscreants and started chasing them back up to the game camp. Then disaster struck. Swiftly and unexpectedly, as it usually does, Mary stood in an unseen hole at a full gallop and broke her left front leg. I heard the awful sound of the bone snapping, and when she was down, pinning my left leg under her. I checked myself quickly and realized that I had suffered no serious injuries, but I knew there was no hope for Mary. I unslung the little mauser and shot her in the back of the head as she lay screaming in pain, then dragged myself up from under her, and I walked back to the house. 
Opa met me on the veranda, saw the state I was in, and of course, immediately asked what had happened. Somehow, I choked out the story, so devastated that I was almost unable to speak. In death of my beloved little Mary, taught me two lasting and very painful lessons that were to stand me in good stead in the future. Firstly, how hard it is to lose an animal friend that you love dearly. Secondly, how traumatic it can be to put down an animal, even if doing so was an act of mercy. Dead animals were usually dumped in a grave, uh, in gravel grove for vultures, but horses, and Mary in particular, um, had occupied a very special place in Opa May's heart. So she was buried where she fell. A problem animal of a different kind in my young years was a large and ferocious Afrikaner bull that seemed to have a personal dislike for me. And um, this actually is the part where I'm going to cut off for today and we'll continue in the second uh, part of this podcast. And it's going to go into a little bit of his encounter with a large animal that also became one of his greatest nuisances. And um, as a whole, I would say that if you are in a little bit of a a state for adventure or you've always wanted to know what it would be like to be out in the wild or just live a little bit freely um, this book is an excellent excellent um, option for you to choose uh, in the back of the book actually it speaks about how this is the kind of book you would sit around a fire and read and perhaps even share with some around you and chuckle over the stories because really some of them are quite uh, <laughs> out of this world in a sense you wouldn't even expect such a thing could happen so that's all from me i hope that you found this in enjoyable and you perhaps would want to pick this book up and give it a read i highly advise that and for the rest of your day i hope that it is enjoyable and i'll speak to you again later cheers Time and time and time again I know that I saw my sins You don't see my sin no more Haven't you heard? It's the Netflix of radio Radio has never been better
more than a vibe. Put in the work, go be a light. Yeah, this is the time. Leaders get up, time to unite. Yeah, I swear to my tribe, I promise to grind. Yeah, what kind of guy put them before I? One of a kind. So I could pay homage I'd rather jump off this ship Than live in some bondage And I'm coming from my spot Just like I'm Kilmonga About to pull down my lip You can see I'm Wakanda In these times of the crisis Yeah, we are the wise I'm about to build this bridge That no, no, no one divides And I put on this mask And it ain't a disguise Cause I feel like the panther Cause I'm so alive Yo, I felt that emotion When we lost Bozeman It's that heart shaped herb Where was that Potion. And now we with the king and then they up in the throne Miss Wakanda forever cause this crown is golden Hey, you can be a hero, go do what you want, yeah, yeah Living in forever, eyes up to the throne, yeah, yeah Be the difference, give it your heart and soul, yeah Get on your chair and do the work and never fall, yeah, yeah More than a vibe, put in the work, go be a light, yeah This is the time, leaders get up, time to unite, yeah That's word of my tribe, I promise to grind, yeah he said, Father, you're a king. Well, son, so are you. What it do? You the truth. Be a man of stands hard. They watching you. Be the truth. When it's all said and done, you gon' do what they say you couldn't do. Landslide 42. I, I give honor where it's due. The whole credit, nothing partial. About that education and that freedom like a marshal. Hang within the purpose, makes you tough. That's what's up. Pay the cost to be the boss. Chat with me, don't get on up. Be, be, be faithful to the assignment and be fearless. Hella high water talking 21 bridges. Look at how they mob all over the world in the nation. Jesus brought the boy home who influenced a generation. Hey, you can be a hero, go do what you want. Yeah, yeah. Living in forever, eyes up to the throne. Yeah, yeah. Be the difference, give it your heart and soul. Yeah, get on your chair and do the work and never fall. Yeah, yeah. More than a vibe. Put in the work, go be a light. Yeah, this is the time. Leaders get up, time to unite. Yeah, I swear to my tribe, I promise to grind. Yeah, what kind of guy put them?